0: On Macquarie Radio NTS, this is What's Cooking with Nerida Conway, bringing you a tasty assortment of all things food and wine.
1: Hello everyone, I'm Nerida Conway and welcome to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS. On today's show, we're going to be chatting to Jodie Crocker, who's the Head of Media Relations at Crown. Also, Chef Ari Collender, who's come all the way from South Carolina for the Merriwell Chef guest series at Crown, chatting to Chef Massimo Mele about all things Italian food, and Spencer Patrick who's the owner of Harrison's in Port Douglas and also Bucci, all about the taste of Port Douglas and we'll be answering your curly questions.
2: Guess who's coming to dinner with Nerida Conway.
1: Hello, and welcome back to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS. I'm Nerida Conway, and in the studio with me now, I've got the very glamorous and beautiful Jodie Crocker, who is the Head of Media Relations at Crown. What a very fancy title, Jodie. Oh, you're playing it up. Thanks for having us, Nerida. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. Now, your job is um, fascinating to a lot of people because, uh, you know, Crown is such an amazingly huge and vast entertainment complex and we're specifically talking about Crown in Melbourne at the moment because there's a few. Um, so what what do you actually do <laughs> besides <Sorry. laughs> besides be the busiest person and live on no sleep?
3: Yeah so uh, looking after media relations for Crown um, across their hotels, food and beverage and, and events portfolio so it is really busy but by far my favourite part of it is the, uh, the restaurants particularly the premium and casual space that in the last two years, everyone would have seen what's happened there for us with the likes of Heston joining us, um, David Thompson in the new year, mm. plus um, the Bloodzos family coming over from Compton in Los Angeles. So there's been a lot of growth, a lot of really exciting projects, and um, it's, it's across all areas, everything from kind of your unknowns all the way through to your major names like Heston. It's
1: amazing. So when a, a person like a Heston or a, um, you know somebody like that wants to come to Melbourne, does Crown go into bat to actually sort of, I guess pitch for that to happen or do these people approach Crown? How does it kind of work?
3: Look, I think there's a lot of two-way conversations happening and it has to make sense for the business overall mm. so we make sure we have the the most uh, variety on offer and it, that can be from casual through to premium so, you know, if you take the Italian offering for instance, you've got really casual cafes, you know, through to, to Grati and then the premium offering from Rosetta um, thanks to Neil, so you know, in terms of Italian, we're, we're well and truly covered there and it, mm. it doesn't matter what kind of customer you are or what kind of experience you're looking for, you can find an Italian offering that will So you perhaps you. wouldn't
1: be chasing another one, for example, of Italian, but then if someone from a different, like the Southern American thing mm. happens, then that's kind of interesting and fun and different.
3: Yeah, definitely. And I think that's where someone like David Thompson's been a great fit. Not only is he, you know, a huge global name with mm. massive credibility, and uh, but we, we don't have anything in the Thai area at the moment, so that's really exciting for the, the whole you know, the, the whole oh, puzzle to make sure we have every cuisine covered off. Um, so with with uh, the guest chef series that we've got coming up now at Marywell, um, that's focusing purely on American cuisine. Uh, but there is so much under that banner. So, yeah, we, we hope to spread out and celebrate the different areas across the next 12 months.
1: Now, just backing up a little bit. Um, so when we're just going back to the um, to the blood so thing, when you went to uh, L.A., uh, tell me a little bit about that because I saw some posts on Facebook and it looked like just a fascinating experience.
3: Yeah, it was. It was definitely somewhere I didn't expect to end up working with Crown. Was to find myself in the heart of Compton. Yes, um, at the back of a because
1: we've all seen that Out of Compton movie. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> which funnily enough, the the new version, uh, the new um, uh, Straight Out of Compton, re- was released the the week we were over in Compton. Hilarious, and they all find it quite fascinating how kind of obsessed, I suppose, we are with the culture over there. But um, we went over to meet Kevin and his team, uh, Noah and James, um, and they have the Compton base as well as the West Hollywood location. And the aim was to just go over and find the story and really understand what they do and and the technique and the family history Mm. behind the Bloodso's name, um, which is a really rich and beautiful story. Um, And, you know, to be working with the likes of Kevin, who... Is, you know, even with all his success, is still there every day at the Compton store, oh pumping gosh. out this brisket, which people drive three hours. And just for our out.
1: listeners, in case they haven't eaten there, just tell us a little bit about what we're talking about in terms of the restaurant, because I've been lucky enough to eat there, and it was amazingly delicious. Yeah. So Bloodsos uh, opened up here in October last year,
3: um, as we know. Melburnians are a huge fan of of smokehouse cuisine, um, and I think that's one of the big differences. When we think of barbecue here in Australia, we think of flame grilled and um, and that very Australian backyard way Sausage of cooking, is exploding on the barbecue. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this is um, the meats uh, given you know anywhere. Well, it depends which piece of meat you're, you're cooking, but if we're talking about brisket, it's a 14 hour smoke bath, and you know there's there's no other way to describe the flavors except to, you have to get in there and try it. It was stunning.
1: So, but even aside from the meat, which was just like ridiculously beautiful, that dessert. Mm. Oh my goodness, the the cobbler, banana cream pie. Oh yeah, the banana pie.
3: <laughs> I'm yeah. still
1: thinking about that. Yeah,
3: they <laughs> do crazy all, good, all tasty things, super well. Mac and cheese, desserts, <laughs> shakes. It's it's all there. So um Kevin came over in October. He was pretty blown away by the whole experience. So. You can imagine the humble beginnings of Compton coming into Crown. Yes. Um, you know, he, it was a really proud moment for him and um, it was beautiful to see Gorgeous. all his family back home celebrating with his success over here. Yeah.
1: Now, one of the things about your job which fascinates me is that you always have to be nice to people. <laughs> and as you know, that's not always easy. No. Sometimes people are very annoying.
3: Yes. When you described glamorous, it, you know, it, it's a great job. I love I love my job at Crown and I get to work But it does look with,
1: exhausting.
3: It's, it's full on, but, you know, you just make sure you get a good balance of, of downtime and make sure you still carve out some time for family and friends. And clearly
1: you're carving out some time for yourself because you look gorgeous and you... <laughs> I don't know how you're not the size of a house, really. Yeah, it's it's all Given black. The-
3: <laughs> it's all just strapped in.
1: <laughs> no, we had uh, we, we do get
3: to enjoy a lot of, of what, you know, we offer at Crown, but mm. it's also important to get out and support the other amazing restaurants around Melbourne, which we did last night. We popped into Town Mouse and I think that the menu there is fabulous and yeah. um, there's there's just so much to, to do and experience in Melbourne. So we're
1: so lucky, aren't we? It's just a great city mm. to live in, I think. Mm, Sorry, me. Sydney. We do love you as well. Mm. Brisbane, but you know, Melbourne. Uh, So tell me about what's happening at Merriwell then, because in a minute we're going to have a chat to um, Ari, a special guest chef, which I'm excited about, but just give us a bit of an overview. Yeah, so
3: marywell has been at Crown for now about four years Mm. um, and it's established itself. Doing so
1: well still. Yeah, it's super busy
3: and we've got a great menu there that's been tweaked and refined over years and and just really sort of settled on a lot of the American classics. Uh, And I suppose with that comfort of having a really busy space, you know, and wanting to keep it interesting for our guests as well as our team there, Mm. we decided to kick off a seasonal um, guest chef series which um, will celebrate – uh, really iconic American cuisine. So first up, we, we'll, we'll speak to Ari in a second, but he's come over from Charleston, South Carolina, and that's um, all things Southern. Uh, the next series we'll move into New York to look at take a close look at donuts and what's happening in that space. Um, and then, That'll be
1: hard. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that might be the most challenging piece <laughs> yet for me. <laughs> and then uh, back to burgers. where Obviously we've done burgers in a big way in Melbourne, but yes. um, we're going back to the Virginia region to have a look at some – Big stories there and some chefs doing some cool stuff with burgers there that we might not have seen here in Melbourne yet. And then we'll finish it off with
1: um, a little trip to uh, Vegas to look at steaks and and what's happening in the world of steaks. Well, thank you so much, Jodie, for coming in and chatting to us. And just get on Crown's website if you want to find out what's coming up when because, honestly, there's always so much going on there and it's just very, very, very exciting. And I, I just think it's great that Crown are bringing out these exciting guests from overseas and really celebrating the best of our produce and the best of overseas talent together. Thanks, Jodie. Thanks, Nerida.
0: You're listening to What's Cooking with Nerida Conway.
1: And welcome back to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS. I'm Nerida Conway. And following on from our lovely chat with Jody Crocker, who's the head of media relations at Crown, we have special guest Ari Colander. Hello. Hello. And you've come all the way from, drumroll...
4: Uh, Los Angeles by way of Charleston, South Carolina.
1: Okay, so tell me, how, did you, uh, how long have you been a chef?
4: I have been, I guess, cooking professionally yep. for 10 years. I started cooking when I was 14 years old. Wow,
1: that's young.
4: Uh, and...
1: Eggs on toast?
4: Yeah, basically. Okay. Cooking for myself and then moving into into restaurants.
1: Now, when I think Southern American, I think fried chicken. I didn't even really know until recent years that there was a Southern American cuisine as such.
4: Absolutely. You know, America has tons of different pockets of regional cuisine that uh, are really just being highlighted and Promoted, I guess, uh, in a widespread manner. Yeah. So, this, so what's the
1: influence in Southern American cooking?
4: Well, even in Southern American cooking, there are different regions. From where I'm from in Charleston, it's called the Low Country, okay. and it's called that because it lies below sea level. Wow. The main influence there is from Native Americans. It's from West African uh, people who were enslaved in yes. the South. Yeah. Uh, and there, so there's this pot, this mix of culture between those two that oh, really fantastic. Bring together all kinds of different crops and cooking techniques. The cuisine that that we're about to enjoy is actually it's from Gullah Geechee cuisine, which is from the West West African culture.
1: Wow. Okay. Now, for our listeners, I've got to tell you, this is you know one of the definite downsides of my job not
4: gifts, getting gifts. You is don't that, like that well,
1: you've come bearing food exactly. This Morning, I'm very excited because you've bought me <laughs> a traditional. We're we're eating breakfast.
4: a shrimp and grits, which is uh right. now.
1: I've always wanted to know what is grits,
4: so. A grit is made from. A grit. This is a <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, it starts with corn. Okay. And what you do is you soak the corn kernels in a lye solution. What's that and, mean? A, lye is a. It's an enzyme. It's sodium, uh, what's it, sodium. Sodium chloride. Yeah. Uh, and so, this allows the corn to swell and it breaks down the proteins right. and allows it to cook very easily. Oh, so okay. it's the same process actually that that's used to make tortillas to oh, make masa. Oh. Okay. So after. After it's dried and then soaked in the lye, you grind it up, and that is your your corn. Because you it looks cook. a
1: little bit like polenta. Exactly.
4: Yeah, that's the idea. So yeah. there's different variations as far as the uh, how big the grit will be ground. Okay. Okay. But the idea is the same.
1: Okay. Now, for our listeners, it is looks like some yellowy colored, mazy kind kind of uh, quite thick polenta, um, and on top looks like I've got some uh, onions, some spring onions, some capsicum. And some, we like to call them prawns. Prawns. <laughs> you Indeed. call them?
4: We call them shrimp. Shrimp. Okay.
1: And how do you prepare it? How do you prepare the, sh- the prawns and everything?
4: So I like to start with some brown butter. Mm. And Oh my gosh, I just put it, some in my that's mouth. That's it does. The brown so butter. good. Uh, and so wow. we, we cook the prawns in brown butter. Okay. With some salt Old Bay seasoning and lemon gosh. juice. And then we sweat down the onions and the peppers and it wow. all marries together and builds flavour.
1: That is so delicious. Wow. So okay. yeah, it's
4: very savoury. This is going to... An unexpected breakfast, I'd, I would Can assume. Can I just
1: tell you, it's better than my Wheat-Bix I had this morning.
4: Anything's better than wheat No <laughs> one should really eat that stuff.
1: Well, but this is delicious. Great, oh my gosh, so it. much flavour. So a shrimp is exactly the same as prawn? It is, yeah. Really? Because yeah. I thought the shrimp were different.
4: Well... D- depends. Tomato, tomato.
1: Okay, okay. Well, we'll just still keep calling them prawns, then, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> Sounds good to me. And are you? What, what other things are you going to be doing on your
4: menu? So the main star of the menu at Marywell will be fried chicken, um, and the other dishes are meant to balance that out. So fried chicken is, you know, it's always you can't really get around fried food not being heavy. It's mm. you know, it's fried chicken. Mm. This Is what it is. It's going to be. Juicy and flavorful and and delicious, Mm -hmm. but it's fried chicken. So to complement that, we're making a lady pea salad.
1: Okay. Now, I'm just fascinated. What are lady peas?
4: So lady peas (laughs) are a, a field pea. Okay. which has uh, like a butter bean or a black-eyed pea or a red uh, crowder pea or something like that. Yeah. They're just fresh. They're not dried. Okay. So that's the difference. Okay, okay. Um, So we they're cooked the same way. And in the cooked peas, we add a, a chow chow, which is a relish of onions and celery, peppers, cucumber, tomato. Yum. It's all stewed together. A really, little
1: bit like a ratatouille kind of thing. Yeah,
4: but it's pickled, so yeah, it's right. very heavy on the vinegar. So it's this ni- nice, light, acidic, sweet, comparable uh, item to eat with the fried chicken.
1: Wow. Now, um, when I think fried chicken, I think KFC. Then I think, okay, well, if I do it myself, I'm just going to take some chicken. I'm just going to roll it in breadcrumbs and roll it in egg egg wash and then back in the breadcrumbs. And then I'm probably just going to put it in the oven. But that's a fail by your terms, isn't well, it? Well, it's not fried. No, it's not fried. But I do the healthy version. Nah. <laughs> Okay, well, then I would just dump it into a pan of hot oil.
4: Yeah, you could shallow fry it. But why does yours take 24
1: hours to prepare?
4: The short answer is that, uh, you know, it's a a step-by-step process that... um you know, allows the chicken to be as flavorful as possible. Okay. So we start off with the brine. Uh, we brine it for a long amount of time.
1: And does that make it tender as well? It does. So okay. it
4: tenderizes it. It allows it to retain its moisture. And it's also the start of building flavor. So and we're, sorry,
1: we're talking about the legs only or the, everything. the whole the yeah. whole chicken?
4: We, we cut it up into the pieces that you want to fry and mm-hmm. then brine those. Okay. Um, so it's your first chance to put flavor into the chicken because you, in ours, in mine, we use salt, uh, Brown sugar, hot sauce.
1: Oh, wow. And
4: then other aromatics like herbs and garlic and onions. So all that infuses right into the chicken.
1: Wow, yum. And then what's the crunchy? Uh,
4: I just use buttermilk and all-purpose flour.
1: Oh, buttermilk. Yeah. See, buttermilk's become a thing here. Has it? Yeah. As it
4: should. It's delicious.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I don't think we sort of were really huge on the buttermilk for a long time, but now it's a thing.
4: Well, my favorite thing... To have for buttermilk is pie. Oh, in in South sort of, Carolina we sort of make pie? buttermilk pie. Really? Yeah. So you take buttermilk, you add some some uh, some cornstarch and some uh, corn syrup and some eggs. It thickens up and yeah. you set it inside a pie shell. A
1: little bit like a cheesecake or yeah, a. Yeah. Close enough, yeah. Okay, wow, that sounds delicious. Um, can you, are you happy to share one of your recipes with our listeners?
4: Uh, sure, yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay, well, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to tell me what it is now. We can talk about it off air and we can just put it on our website, which is whats-cooking.com.au. And uh, we'll give you a little bit of Ari's South American love to share. And even better, though, go into the Merrywell. How long are you going to be there for?
4: We. I will be there for a full week starting Thursday.
1: How exciting. Excellent. All right. So I think that's an absolute must to go down to the Merrywell and, uh, check out, have some of um, Ari's delicious cooking, and I can I can assure you firsthand, it is beautiful. Is this going to be on your menu?
4: It will not. This is special for you. <gasps>
1: special breakfast just for me. Oh my goodness. That's very, very exciting. Well, thank you so much. I'm loving it. As I said, slightly better than my wheat bix this morning.
4: <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank
1: you. This has been Ari Colander all the way from United States, who's a guest chef at Crown at Merriwell. You're listening to What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio, NTS.
2: What's new with Nerida Conway.
1: And welcome back to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS. Now, all the way down the line in Tassie, I've got the very handsome and very talented Massimo Mele. How are you, Mass?
5: Hi, Nerida. How are you going? I'm oh,
1: good, thank you. And you're um, oh, you're one of my favourite people, but favourite chefs as well. Your food is just so delicious and so full of... Um, thank you. I guess, how should we say this? Non-tossery. Yeah,
5: it's like a big warm <laughs> hug on a plate, I think. It is, and says. it's
1: just not. It's not crazily crazy where you just don't even recognise what you're eating. It's just really delicious, good, Italian, beautiful
5: food. Yeah, so thank you. Yeah, look, and the thing is, that, that stems from, you know, kind of, I guess, growing up in the household, but that's, that's what it was. It was just delicious. Everything mum made was kind of... There was no fancy... I mean, there was no Instagram back then. Well, I
1: noticed <laughs> that you say made. I think that's taking your life into your hands. Yeah. Shouldn't you be saying still makes?
5: <laughs> still make? Well, yeah... <laughs> Exactly. So now, it's funny thing is, like, you know, obviously, um, we've just had our first child this week. And yes. I, you know, little Maximiliano, so he's, uh, he's, he's now the centre of attention. So it used to be my mum used to make me, you know, all these delicious treats. Mm-hmm. And now she's getting ready to make him. And it's like I've been moved out of the way.
1: Oh, yes, you have. And I hate to tell you, but it's never going to be about you again.
5: <laughs> no, it's not.
1: It's not. Having, it's, I've it's got to um, say, first of all, you know, on behalf of myself and our listeners... Congratulations! He's a thank you. I've just seen some gorgeous pictures of him, and he is so cute. He's a gorgeous looking little kid. Um, He's a week old, as Mass was just saying. So it's been a very, very big shape. This is your first baby, so big, big change in in the um, in your household.
5: Yeah, it is. I mean, obviously, I I kind of i fly between i fly between Sydney and and Hobart
1: because you're a Hobart boy originally.
5: (laughs) I'm a Hobart boy originally, so my partner lives in in Hobart, and um, I mean, so I've been traveling back and forth, but now I'm down here for the month, um, obviously spending some quality time, and then we're going to be moving back to Sydney, which Mm. is good. There's a few things happening in Sydney. Um, So it's good to get the best of both worlds. Um, Well, Tasmania is just
1: such a... I mean, it's changed so dramatically in the last 10 years, as you would have seen, but it's gone from being a sleepy hollow that no one thinks twice about to a a mecca for food and wine and...
5: Oh. Exactly. I had and some... and the produce and the produce is just is pretty amazing. And yes. the thing is like I've been away for fifteen years now and to be honest, I was one of those those buggers saying, you know, there's nothing happening down there, I'm getting I'm getting out of here. Mm. Um and I kind of left as soon as I turned eighteen I I moved to Melbourne and, and that was my thing. And then as I've been coming back, um like now it's kind of um almost like I've been rediscovering how unreal Tassie is. Yeah. I mean I mean, the locals have been, you know, I've kind of thought that forever. But the thing is, it used to be like friends of your parents would ask you, oh, where should we go in Tassie? Because yeah. they're going to get the camper van and go down there. Now it's like, you know, your friends in Sydney go, look, long weekend. We're heading down there. Where should we go? You know, it's Well, like... I,
1: as you know, I went there a little while ago and went to Frasier Bay, which was just incredible, and Coles Bay and all around there. And and I, I rang you the second I got off the plane and said, you know, stay in Salamanca, right near the market. Where shall we eat dinner, and where shall we eat lunch, and, and also mm. what should we stop at? And we stopped at um, this oyster farm on the way to Coles really Bay, like Yeah. and it was gorgeous. There were some girls there in a like a caravan, and you pull up, and they give you a beautiful plate of oysters, and they give you a glass of local wine, which was just stunning. I had some of yep. the yummiest sparkling wine. Um, was it frasier sparkling?
5: Yep. Oh, yeah, it would have been. It
1: was stunning.
5: It's a good wine. There's some beautiful wineries up there. Yeah. And there's, there's great wineries all over Tassie. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I just, um, last month, I went and did a dinner in, in the northwest coast um, in in Smithton, which is is right at the northern tip, mm. um, where all the beef and the cattle, you know, there's some beautiful stuff up there. Mm. But we kind of did the tasting trail. So we parked the car in Devonport, mm. um, you know, got on a bus and then had it and we filmed the whole thing. And then we made an olive oil. Um, we went and got truffles, went truffle Yum. hunting. Um, went to, you know, tried. This guy makes beautiful beers, seven sheds. had, You know, he made us some, some, some great little treats. Uh, and we just ate and drank our way over, over two or three days. Uh, I mean, obviously, we did it quite slow because we're filming. Yeah. But for me as well, I've never, I've never gone to the northwest coast, you know. Mm. So every, there's these great little kind of areas tucked away in Tasmania. And mm. the thing is, for me, what I'm trying to do now is, you know, use, use my profile to sort of kind of boost that and, and make it aware Be a Tassie ambassador. Of, yeah. Be a Tassie ambassador. Mm. And, and when the restaurant... We're opening a new restaurant in Sydney, hopefully, uh, at the end of this year, if not early next year, mm. in the city. And... You know, I'm really pushing, using that as a platform to promote some of these producers that I met because, you know, you don't really hear about it unless you go and meet them. Yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah, no, you've got to get... The, the thing is, you've got, you've got to bring your jacket, you know, especially this time of year. It is chilly. Yeah. This is
1: coming from a man who says that Melbourne was a little bit cold. I mean, yeah. hello.
5: <laughs> There's just that wind chill, <laughs> that chill factor down to me. Is your that partner Arctic a foodie, Matt? What's that? Is your partner a foodie? Well, she loves to eat what I cook. Does she? But, That's um, lucky. <laughs> she, she. It's good. Like she's, she's a fine connoisseur of the bubbles.
1: Yes. So I'm uh, a kind and of I woman. i love the
5: food, and it's great. It's yeah. like when, when we kind of started, um, I guess hooking up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's so great because it's, it's great to hang out with people with very similar tastes. Yes. You know, and you know, you go like you said, you go to face and a. And, you know, it is all about kind of experiencing what that area has Mm. to offer. And, you know, you've got the oysters, you've got beautiful seafood up there. Mm. Um, And it's great when you find that part, it's like nothing's, they'll eat everything. Yes. It's great. Thank goodness. (laughs) I think little Max is going to be the same.
1: Well, don't jinx yourself. (laughs) No. You're not the first parent to have said that and then have their child go, get real, I oh, only I've like got a few, I've got a
5: few, Yeah, I've got a few little tips <laughs> up my sleeve. Oh, God, Don't you have worry. to share them with us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So
1: tell me what you're doing at the Italian Festival.
5: Great, it'll be telling, I'm doing a demo on the Sunday. Okay. Um, 1.45, which is my first time at the Italian Festival in Sydney. And how has that
1: worked out that it's your first time?
5: Because I've, I've um, I think it's the third one they've done. Mm. Um I like the holiday in
0: all
5: mm-hmm. this. <laughs> I, I like I to go over to Europe because it's summertime, so I'm never here for it. Um, and this year I kind of, um, I'm going back. This is at, uh, as it, the festival is on, I think on Saturday, which mm. is great. But it's good. I mean, for me, there's there's, a, there's some great, um, great chefs going along. There's, you know, the old school boys and then some of the new guys that are coming along and doing, you know, their kind of their version, their twist of Italian food, which is great. Yeah. So, It's great to be in amongst it, but I'm... I'm Do you know
0: what you're
5: demoing? Yeah. Look, I'm doing sardines um, and not just, you know, crumb sardines. All we're going to do is stuffing them with cheese. And the thing is, Mm. that breaks all the rules. Mm.
1: I was just going to say, I didn't think fish and cheese work.
5: No, no. But the thing is, you know what I said the other day? My Italian food is my Italian food. It's my version. Yeah. You know, I I mean, I came to Australia when I was seven years old.
1: Yeah.
5: Um, So, you know, I've grown up here, so it's... It really is the influences, and and I've adapted to being in Australia. So, for me, um, if it's delicious,
1: you're going to eat it, yeah.
5: (laughs) You know, and people do, and there's all these rules. Rules are meant to be broken. We all know that. So, oh,
1: hello. um,
5: (laughs) We're stuffing the sardines with some Fontina cheese, beautiful herbs, and then we're wrapping up. So it's basically a sardine Parmigiana.
1: Yeah.
5: And it's a great little little snack to have, or a little antipasti. You know, and I just want to do something that's more fun as well. Now, so. Miss, can
1: I tell you something? I'm a bit... I don't really want to tell you this, but I'm going to. I don't like sardines. Oh, you're not the first person to do
5: that
2: to me.
1: Well, I've never had yours, in all honesty. I've, I've only had them a couple of times, and they've just been like cat food. They've just been like...
2: Yeah, you just know Just a
1: smelly, fishy, gross, bony... they're not ...fresh what fresh. oh my gosh well i didn't throw up so yeah. they can't have been no, too not yeah. fresh
5: so onions have got such a very short shelf life you know even out of They're the water hard work
1: why would you bother
5: because they taste so good okay. you know for me memory is like when we we're not growing up in italy i just remember when we used to go away in august you know we'd go down to Malfi coast or wherever it was and you know my nan would go buy some and she'd come back and they basically look like pilchards and here if you go into bait shops
1: yeah they
5: actually have them as bait yeah and you know we'd buy a kilo of those, and she'd sit there and she'd take the bones out See, of them. See, that's just and too much she'd like hard work. Put them salt, but you know what it's like when you come home and you put, you open the cupboard under the sink and you pull out all the pickles. But there's the anchovies, oh the sardines, my gosh. Um, you know, crusty bread. It, it makes. It's a labour of love. All
1: right, well can you make them for me one day, please? Because I think I need to enjoy this. I need to convert. You. you do, you do. You do, <laughs> and I do love everything you make, so I'm sure that this will be no exception. Pleasure, yeah. Um, I won't be seeing you at the Italian festival in Sydney this year, but um, I will be seeing you in Sydney soon and I'm desperately wanting to meet you, babies. Very
5: excited. Well I'll be I'll be in Melbourne later this year as well for the taste of Melbourne. So, excellent. Well I will we'll definitely see, see, you, see you then.
1: Thank you so much for chatting to us, Mass, and tearing yourself My away pleasure. from your beautiful little family. And um, I hope things go well the next couple of weeks. I'm sure they will. This has been chatting to Massimo Mele, a fabulous Italian chef uh, based in Tassie and Sydney. You're listening to What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio, NTS.
2: Tasty. The latest local produce for you to enjoy.
1: Welcome back to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS. I'm Nerida Conway, and all the way in tropical North Queensland is the one and only Spencer Patrick. How are you, Spencer? I'm
2: fantastic. How have you done that? You
1: are fantastic. I've got to put it out there. Oh, well, we're going well you. here, freezing our our bits off in Melbourne.
2: No, <laughs> But we
1: are counting down. It is very, very close now until the Taste Port Douglas Festival... And um, I'm very lucky to be coming up and uh, taking part in the festival this year. So thank you for inviting me.
2: Yeah. No, no, it's going to be fantastic. So, um, you know, just uh, just every week left to go. Starts on the Friday, as you know, next week. So um, just put the final touches together now, and we're just very, very, very excited. We're getting bigger and stronger each year. Oh, yes. it's just all the support we get as well, Nard, you know, um, which which just makes it work and uh, makes me very, very proud and humble.
1: Well, it does, but I think it's because you know you're such just a key player in the Port Douglas food food scene. Um, you've obviously you've got your three restaurants, which are Harrison's, Bucci, and what was. We're,
2: is it oh, no, just two, two or three? We two. Did, we did oh no 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 no, ago, no
1: no 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 You've got the third, and that is the Patrick household, because you've right, got three children, yeah, yeah. and yeah. you're always cooking around the clock for them. Yeah. <laughs> Lord knows yeah. how you juggle everything. By the way,
2: i be fun. How do we juggle uh, everything? Yes,
1: I mean your wife. Uh, your wife Raina, is one of the most freakishly amazing women I've ever met in my life. She's just, you know, yeah. She's running the festival with you, um, running the household, works with you at the restaurants. Yeah. I mean.
2: We, I mean, she, she, she's the clever one, you know. Um, I, I, I cook the steaks. And, well, you're uh, the and clever one for saying smart. that.
1: See, this is where you're the clever man for saying that she's the clever one. That's full brownie points right there. Let's hope she listens to this.
2: <laughs> I mean, what, what, what we do, we just, we just share everything, you know. There's, mm. no, no one's got any kind of certain role. If someone's got a bit more time, they'll do the dinner or, you know, whatever. We're just a team. So yes. That's the only way to say it.
1: And before you know it, your children will be cooking dinner.
2: Oh, I hope so. Mm.
1: <laughs> hey, now also, good. Spencer, mm. congratulations on keeping your house. Hat yet again, I mean, yeah, you. you know, I was saying to Rani the other day that it's one thing to get a hat in the first place—a chef hat. It's very, very hard because there are so many hoops you have to go through, and, and and the standards have to be so high in this country. But to keep one, how long, how many years have you had it now?
2: Uh, seven years now. So, see, to keep it for seven fortunate.
1: years is absolutely outstanding. I mean, yeah, it's just so much harder to keep a hat, actually, than to get one and then lose it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Because you've yeah. got to maintain I've, your standards yeah. and keep evolving and changing and keep up with trends and everything.
2: Exactly. I mean, you know, what, what, as you know, I've got lots of uh, friends up around the country, you know, we talk, we bounce and days, and it, it's, it's really important not to get stuck in and stuck in and right. You've got to keep them moving. That's how you keep your mm. team moving. Um, seem bright and fresh and you know and, um, and the love and the passion that comes with it mm. um, you know and also you've just got to love what you do and if you love what you do it's just easier
1: no? yeah it is easier you're right mm. well I think people can sort of certainly pick up the love vibes from you um, mm. so give me a little bit of a rundown for our listeners uh, about who's coming up for the Taste of Port Douglas Festival oh
2: We've got Colin, Colin Fastenage, who's mm-hmm. um, he, he, he's been up every single year. He's His a great name rings a bell. Hmm. Yeah, he's great supporter <laughs> of the region, great supporter of ours, which is fantastic. Uh, we've got Alistair McLeod. We've got Matt Galinsky, obviously, big um, big um, Queensland um, um, supporters. And um, we've got the, the three, I think, the best chefs in Queensland coming up. So we've got um, Ben Williamson. Um, we've got Nick from Nunu, who's down the road, who's going to use absolutely fantastic. As you oh,
1: know. Nunu, yes.
2: Um, Cameron Matthews. So those three are doing the um, Big Taste Queensland dinner at the Sheraton Mirage, which is going to be fantastic. And we that? I think that food is going to be great. That's on the Friday night. Yep. So the Friday night we're doing satellite dinners um, around uh, some of the resorts and Harrison's as well. So okay. So the Big Taste Melbourne, which is with uh, Ian Curley, mm-hmm. your um, your best mate, yeah. and um, and Raymond Remi- Capaldi and myself. Yes. And then the Big Taste Sydney is going to be Colin Fastenage, Matt Kemp and Alex Herbert. That's going to be amazing. Yes. Um, then the Queensland Monument, which you have for mentions, and mm. then the Lock of All, which is going to be at Southport, which is which is um, Alison McLeod and Matt. Mm. And then we're doing Beer Loves Food with Ben and at the new brewery in the marina
5: called wow. Hemingway. it's a
1: shame in a way that it's all on the one night because I would like to have gone to them all. <laughs> I
2: know, I know, I know. We, we find it good like that. Let because then on the Saturday night. We've got the Harry Hawker um, street food party where, where the actual um, the grounds are. So, you know, we get loads of people on there. We have all the Hawker stalls. Some of the chefs have their own style of uh, Hawker Street food, and it's just nice. really cool. So, we just want everyone to go there. Yes. Um, and then, obviously, we've got the, the, uh, the main grounds of the main stage going on. Everyone's doing the cooking demos and making everyone laugh and representing um, far north Queensland and all that yes. stuff. It, yeah, it's really cool. Really now, cool. do we, all we the chefs it.
1: that are coming up, including the guest chefs from Interstate, are they all using mm. Queensland produce?
2: Yeah, or, or inspired by Queensland produce. For okay. That I mean, you, we've got um, so they're, they're doing their kind of dishes. For so Alex Herbert, for instance, who, who we all love. She's, and if she's you talk amazing. about Alex Herbert, I, I, I think of great, wholesome. No finicky kind of food, you know mm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's fantastic. So she's using our local apples, she's using our local prunes here up here, and all that kind of stuff to um, to create her dish, which we um, which you know she, she loves to cook down there. Mm. Um, and you know, Colin's obviously doing something to do with the pork, so mm-hmm. he's doing his um, his um, ginger poached fillet of pork. So we're using the pork obviously from up here, a yeah. uh, great uh, great farmer we have up here. You know, it's, it's all. So, I mean, one of the main reasons we do this now is up here is because we have such a fantastic food bowl. And no one knows about it. Yes. Everyone knows about the Great Barrier Reef. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows about the Daintree Rainforest, which are fantastic. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; they they are you know mm. heritage spots. But no one really knows about the food bowl. It is amazing up uh, here. It's not just all mangoes and pineapple and sugar cane. Mm. And sugar cane. We've got everything up mm. here. We've got the tablelands. We've got all these different levels of uh, humidity and coolness. But you've and, also
1: got things that we don't have, like finger limes and ex- yeah. just beautiful yeah. produce like that, which are. Very special, and yeah. you know we'd love to see more of those sorts of things down here. But I guess you know they've got to be shipped because
2: yeah, they, you know, they, they, too they cold. have to be shipped. But don't forget, I mean, what what we should really be doing is, and, and I I call all chefs to do this is, is cook regionally. Mm. Where where you're from, use your regional produce, use your regional farmers, mm. and cook seasonally and regionally yes. and that's what it's all about there's no point in using single arms over in Tasmania No because they're uh, from up here you know so I mean that's what it all used to be you know, about 10-15 years ago yes. we used to cook regionally and seasonally and yes. you know it's, it's better it's fresher it's cheaper yes. and and it's true and you know that so that is what we're pushing up here, and um you know it it's hard but we we're getting there <laughs> Oh,
1: well i'm very very excited and are there tickets still available
2: tickets are still available yep yeah. so um so just um get a line ticket ticket tick, tick link. And, um, Give that's us the that's website the, again, Taste, Spencer. Um, tasteportdouglas.com.au. Tasteportdouglas.com.au.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And, and on the Facebook page as well, Douglas and all that sort of stuff. Yes. So all now, the information's on there. If
1: people find that some of the dinners are sold out, then they can keep looking at the other dinners because they're all going
2: to be yes. fantastic. And yes.
1: also, can anyone just rock up to the Hawkers part? Anyone can
2: rock up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get um, a um, buy a ticket on the door and you get in there and you get your food, food vouchers. How much are the tickets? Uh, $15 to get in.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. That's And a then you get live
2: music. Yeah, live music. You've got bars, you've got wine oh, stalls. My you've goodness. got. Um, we're going Spanish as well this year. Um, so a lot of. Uh, so we'll see you with things. your um,
1: maracas and your uh, castanets, will we?
2: Yeah, well, you'll bring in yours, aren't you?
1: <laughs> For you to use on the main stage. <laughs> I would really pay to see that. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of it all, uh, mm-hmm. does it take a long time to kind of get back on your feet and get everything all packed up and sorted out and take a deep uh, breath?
2: Yeah, we've got to make sure everyone, um, you know, we have, we've got great support from Pork Stars as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, they are doing the, the rap pilot this year for us. And uh, we are just got to make sure that all these chefs with hangovers get back on the plane. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Do you mean under. to tell me that
1: chefs like a drink?
2: Oh, Never heard every of now this and before. I've done again. I think. <laughs> every now and again. You, know, you know, you know, what they're like.
1: <laughs> not you, of course, though, Spence. No,
2: no, no. no. And then we're all, then um, business as usual, and then um, I get my wife back. I get a bit of my yes. life back, and then we're going to go on holiday for oh, a while. Oh,
1: lovely! Stuff. Where are you In going?
2: Uh Byron Bay.
1: Oh, okay, beautiful. Mm.
2: I'm right. going down. They do they do another film, uh, not film festival, a food festival down there called. Um, sample uh, food and wine festival Mm. in Bangalore. So I'm going to go down there, help them out, and then uh, we're going to just stay.
1: Oh, good, because you'll Mm. be over the site of festivals by that point, surely. You'll be just wanting to kind of eat baked beans out of a can and just put your feet up and watch some some terrible TV. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you so much for telling us all about it, Spencer. I can't wait. And if you are in the vicinity or you feel like you need a good excuse for a holiday, get yourself up to taste of Port Douglas, uh, which is coming up very, very, very soon. And um, thank you, Spencer Patrick, for talking to us today.
2: No problem. Have a great day, guys. Thank you. you. Curly Questions with Nerida Conway and Chef Ian Curley.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to What's Cooking Macquarie Radio NTS, my favourite segment of the week with Ian Curley.
0: You say that to all the boys.
1: Um, I don't actually, do okay. I, Bianca? <laughs> she wants to stay out of it. No. No, you know. Do you know
0: how I sometimes listen to Bianca late at night?
1: Do you? Yeah. She sounds sound hot.
0: The boys in 3OW are always referring to Bianca behind the glass. She's our producer to that's Alice's. Right. We love her. The people who don't know, in the know, <laughs> in our little studio.
1: Well, we've got to heckle her one day and ring up when she's on air.
0: We should, re- yeah, well, that's it. We'll, we'll give ourselves those little nom de plumes and go, right, this is so-and-so yes. from so-and-so. Yes, yes. Okay. All right, let's do some questions because we've been a bit, a bit slack recently, haven't oh, we? I
1: know, I know. Oh, look, there's people with too many things. Yes. So, too many cucumbers. Tell me about says. it. <laughs> so what do I do with too many cucumbers? I think this person's grown them. I'm not sure. Let's just assume that they've grown them.
0: Cucumbers are, are a great vegetable. First of all, you can ju- juice them, but also you can. You, you, they're great for salads. Mm. And also, if you put them in the fridge, they're great... To have cold. Just pour a bit of oil, a touch of lemon juice on them, and stuff like. I don't love cucumbers. Oh, I do. No, no. I think it's especially it's a the great fleshy one. ones.
1: Yeah, I the like fleshy the Lebanese ones. ones. Yeah, but... I
0: like peeling them. I like love a bit of salt on them, and mm. and the oil, and you know a bit of dressing, sesame oil on them is really nice Ooh, as well. Okay, that's great. And great-tick. sesame seeds as well. If you sprinkle sesame seeds oh, on it, that's it, nice. Takes it to a new level as well. And if it's cold mm. as well, that's good. I like the the sesame dressing. That's a great idea. And also mustard with um, mustard is a classic. Um, Thing to go with it as well. So the French do a lot of... Um,
1: well, I cut stuff. up um, every single morning, pretty much. I give my children in their lunchboxes um, capsicum, cucumber and some carrots just mm, chopped I up into sticks. I'm not a capsicum sticks.
0: person at all. No, Aren't you? No. Red capsicum, not green? No, no. I How think, can you not love red I, capsicum? I get, I get the red capsicums there, but I don't understand what a green capsicum is ever No, me too. For,
1: it's revolting. You know? I don't even buy them. No. And no. Well, I do. I, but I put a, Sometimes if I'm making a paella... Payaya, however you pronounce it, payaya. Yeah. I get red, green, and yellow capsicum to come in, yeah, it, just for the color and movement. Yeah, I put herbs, but do you? yeah, yeah yours is the best I've ever had. Well, but although yeah. having said that,
0: so you cucumber, had mine. Peel, no, peel them, put them in the salad, and then I, it's good. Okay. good for fish as well, and it's got a be- And because it's got a water content, any dry, any any dry fish. Like really good is a cucumber salad that's going with um, fish and chips because uh. the cucumber, you can chill it and it comes on cold and it's actually really oh, good. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I do like it with curry with a bit of yogurt.
0: Yes. That's, it's, They're cooling. Uh, yeah. Quite popular And also, in India.
1: it's quite good if you can cut some slices and stick them on your eyes and lie down for five minutes. Oh, yeah. And then, once your eyes have de-swelled from the hangover the night before, you can mm. then pop them in your gin and tonic and yeah, like hair it. of the dog. Yeah. There you
0: go. Mascara, another <laughs> true. Yeah.
1: This question is right. really oh dear. okay. And I promise this is a real question. What food-related name do you think I should give my kitten? Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Someone wants to name their kitten, and they just thought it would be fun to get inspiration from us because they love food. They're a foodie, and they want to name their kitten something food-related. <laughs>
0: I think if you think about animals, you have got to think about what you got. When you're shouting, what do you want to be shouting? <laughs> do you want to be shouting? Well, do, we you shout want, yeah, do you want bubbles? Yeah, do you want to be shouting fricassee or you <laughs> fricassee. know Blanquette or Navran or which are all stews or paella or you know dobe or quiche lorraine? I mean, I think you got to think just You could call it lorraine, yeah, but yeah, people won't get the. Con- I mean, I think from a from a. I mean, chat entree or main or dessert or you can do it. I mean, you can go all sorts. Brulee. Brulee. Brule. Brulee. Yes. Brulee. Yeah. Brulee. There you go. And it, br- and it brings all sorts of connotations. That's a cute name. There you go. That would, oh. be, that would be my thing, Brulee. I
1: want this listener. Her name's yeah. Anna. I want Anna to send in a photo of the kitten and we want to know if it's called Brulee. <laughs> send yeah. it in to us. Yeah. What's dot cooking.com.au. Or
0: souffle. Or souffle. Souffle. There you go. Cat.
1: See what? Your daughter's called these sorts of names.
0: Uh, to tell you the truth, because I, I actually thought I was going to have boy children. So I gave boy them all boy boy What were boy they names. Be called? Uh, I was always going to have Cooper Yep, as a, Gorgeous, as a boy. Gorgeous, And then of course, uh, Cooper the boy actually turned out to be Cooper the girl. Yes, So kept with the name. And then Cassidy was always going to be Cassidy. Yeah. Because, and I was thinking, okay. And then we had the two C names. So when, the, when Cameron came, they thought Cameron. I thought, oh, well. Because K- you know kidless. Cameron
1: McKenzie probably thinks it's yes, about I, after him. I, I,
0: I tell everybody it was after Cameron McKenzie. You <laughs> that's know? a
1: chef that used to work with Ian. Yeah,
0: that's it. So, uh, he would be loving I, that. I named it after my supper chef.
1: <laughs> mm. um, oh, this is a good question. And honestly, I recently well, I cooked... thought the
0: cap was a good question. That
1: was a good question. Yeah, but yeah. I've got another good question. Souffle.
0: I'll go souffle. Better than brulee? I think so, souffle, souffle. souffle. It I think kind it's kind of sweet. fancy French. It sounds, a
1: bit, it sounds a bit fluffy.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> hoping it's, it's a boy souffle. cat. If it's a girl cat. Ooh. Well, ours
1: is a boy cat and it's called Bubbles.
0: Pudding. Okay. If it was a boy cat, pudding, I think.
1: Okay, so um, how do I remove baked-on food from ceramic cooktops? Now, this is a really good question because I was recently (laughs) staying at a friend's house for a little while and uh, they have an induction cooktop and I lifted off the saucepan that I'd been boiling something on and shock horror, white marks, Mm. very expensive cooktop. I had a heart attack thinking I've totally trashed the cooktop, what the hell? And I rang the company, and they instructed me that there's this fabulous brasserie type kind of yeah. creamy stuff just in the cupboard, off. Yeah. and it just, just wipes calcifies.
0: Off. <laughs> yeah, calcifies. So there's a gave thing. me a heart attack. Yeah, but and yet most of those um, creams and stuff like that for, I think, I think that's the great thing about induction tops is how clean they look when you're when you're washing them down. I mean, gas stoves, you've got to take them apart and all that. I like the thing about just spraying it and cleaning it. Yes, you know. Yes. So yeah, but also just uh newspapers are a really good one as well. Once you've um once you've like cleaned it down, grab some old newspaper and polish it up and it's like mirrors. It cleans it all up beautiful.
1: Yes, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Where can you buy that stuff?
0: Oh, most most of the uh the, the big supermarkets have got those clean everybody loves a cleaning you know I noticed that in England. Mm. There are so many things to make things smell nicer and cleaning, stuff like mm. that, because they're smaller houses. People like, get this, they get insular, they don't go out as much.
1: Yeah, and, and I also think we've yeah. become germphobes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I
1: think, I mean, you know, having grown up in Hong Kong, where going to the butcher meant, well, for a start, you'd see the truck, you'd be driving behind the truck mm. that has the back Flap yeah. open, and the meat would be hanging yeah. in the truck, wobbling around yeah. with fumes and everything going yeah. on it, just completely not refrigerated yeah, that's
2: it. in yeah.
1: thirty degree heat and ninety percent humidity. Yeah. Then they take it to the market, and they just lay the meat yeah. out on tables, yeah. and there will often be flies just sitting on it. And you just pick your meat, you take it home, and you cook it.
0: Yeah, well, now I, I mean, got sick
1: ones from doing coming that. Coming
0: back from London, everywhere you go on the tube, there they spraying the uh, stuff on their hands, and every, yes. every public building got uh, a and stuff like that, which is good, but oh. it's kind of, you know, we're obsessed. Yeah,
1: I think you we know. are obsessed. It's just taken which it to a, a whole other thing. level.
0: Yep. <laughs> okay.
1: um, crispy baked eggs roll, egg rolls.
0: Crispy baked egg rolls, yes. Is
1: this possible to make? Can you make them crispy? I think they're trying to say. Yeah,
0: of course. What, I, what we do is we under fry the eggs. Yeah. Uh, I don't little- even know
1: what it is. What's a What's a baked egg roll? What is it?
0: It's um, it's a Chinese thing.
1: Oh, the sweet ones.
0: I'm thinking what? No, they're not sweet. They're okay. um, they're savoury. They've got right. um, noodles in them. um which oh. called the thing that looks like little worms? Okay,
1: um, yeah, vermicelli. Yeah, like this, that. Yeah. yeah,
0: bean shoots. Yes, bean yes. shoots and chestnuts yes. and stuff. Like that. So what you do yeah. is you have them. Yeah. And it's it's a double press. It's a double dip thing. Right. So you, you fry them and then just before you're going to do them again, you've got to drain them, rub them with a kitchen paper, yep. then drop them again and it gets crispy oh. that way. Twice. Crispy twice egg rolls. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: mm, okay. I never understand this one too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, learning, I get, don't, I'm learning I don't,
0: so much from this. <laughs> I must admit, I don't want the hard ones. You know?
1: Well, they're, they're all okay. hard this week. They've okay. just all come flying in. Except you smashed the kitten question. That was awesome.
0: Well, that was a choice. <laughs> mm. I
1: have a question about the recipe coconut ginger ice cream.
0: Coconut ginger ice cream, yeah?
1: Yes. Uh, is it a thing? Is this the wrap-up music? Oh, yeah, no, we're being wrapped we, up. We
0: can, we, you can, can get we coconut and ginger. Yeah. All right, can
1: we come back yeah, to this tropical. next week? Yeah, tropical. Yeah. Anyway, question is, could I substitute milk and heavy cream for coconut milk?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, as in coconut, as for for the vegans and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why people use a lot of coconut now. Right. Okay. Yeah, coconut milk. I do love
1: coconut. Mm.
0: Uh, Not for me. (laughs) No. No.
1: All right. Well, I'll see you in Port Douglas. Look
0: forward to it. That'll be a good one.
1: It will be.